The views expressed in this podcast do not represent anyone. We reserve the right to play devil's advocate. Therefore, the issues in this podcast may be sensitive. This podcast should not be listened to by anyone. Have fun. Hello, I'm Kurt and Rod. I'm Sidus Balsack. I'm just incredible. I'm Casey Meets. Nobody fucking cares. And we are as the high hits. So why don't we go ahead and take a stab at it and explain exactly what we're talking about with hypotheticals? All right, all right. Let me let me roll up my sleeves really quick, right? So yeah. <clears throat> hypothetically. No, hypothetically. Oh, hypothetically. If I were to take a um, large bong, like a four footer, and stick it into Casey's rectum, Ooh. would he get high? I don't think the butt sucks that way. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, isn't there a term for that for consuming drugs through? Yes, I think it's called boofing. Boofing. Of course, he would know. <laughs> he would know. Do you have experience with this? Just incorrigible. Nah. Ladies and gentlemen, just incorrigible, the uh, boofing expert. I never claimed that title. <laughs> you didn't have to. We gave it to you, buddy. Right. I mean, you knew that without touching you, the computer. You so. had the most knowledge out of all four of us. <laughs> I think he feels like it was a tarp, and it absolutely was. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. So, Casey, how do you feel about the uh, four-foot bong in your rectum? Once again, no. <laughs> you don't think you'd get high? Long. What if it was like a preloaded, and like, like, or what if we used forced you're, air? Yeah, you're, you're saying after preloading like the bomb. inject smoke in the rectum, which right, the right. rectum technically better than anything. I mean, I can. So say we're gonna get a really large syringe. All right, I'm gonna change it up. We're gonna get a really large syringe with Turkey a bowl on it, there. and you're gonna when you pull back on the plunger, it draws from the bowl, right? And then you can insert it into Casey's rectum. And then hit the plunger and just inject his rectum with straight smoke. You probably have better luck with uh, enema. So he has a request. THC infused enema. I mean, I mean, essentially it's the same thing. Better. Right. Right. Really. Are you worried about the smoke kind of stopping you up? Maybe drying it out. Drying everything out. Well, the goal is to get it pretty far up in there, right? Right. So it's it's past. So that's probably why he wants the enema, so you can feed that tube in a little farther. Yeah, 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 but uh, I mean, I mean, we we could throw a tube on the end. We can go way up there. Yeah. Again, However, you want to do this, about Casey. The compressed gas causing something inside of me to burst. Ah, uh, yeah. Go uh, uh, little I bits at a time and let you fart it out. Fart smoke rings. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is not where I thought this was going to go. Right off the rip. I hey, you you steered us here, my friend. I did you steered us here. I mean, I did. No, you actually, said hypothetical, and then I had to explain it, and this is where I went. You led us to water, and well, we drank. I mean, that's all. Probably I can. a little too much. <laughs> that's all I can. <clears throat> so I'm sure you had some of these prepared for us. Oh wait, why I was supposed to do that? Oh no, we well, can I, we whoa, can whoa, keep whoa. talking about um, Casey's weed enema that we're definitely gonna film. Has he fully explained the hypothetical? I mean, I gave a hypothetical, but I didn't explain what what, what we're doing, right? No, I don't think he has yet. Why don't we try again? Um, try okay. just in I, I time. Mean, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. You say that like he wasn't going to do it. I rudely jumped in. Right. I want to make that a point because um, I'm proud of it. Okay, nobody cares. 
Justin, <laughs> do you want to tell us what a hypothetical is? Hypothetical is just hypothetical questions while being high, and hopefully the answers are just going to be pretty. That's the goal. That's the goal. So I have I have quite a few questions and scenarios. I mean, it's well, already um, getting kind of weird mean like to start a out. THC enema for Casey. Nice. I mean, we we can, we can it can go wherever we want it to go. So putting stuff up Casey's Clearly butt. Clearly, they have it. some kind right. of asphyxiation with putting something in my butt, which is kind of making me feel a little weird. I mean, you should probably <laughs> just, just wait. stop shaking it for them. Just wait till the experiments start. You're going to feel real weird. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, speaking of that, what what is the name? The Human Centipede. Have you ever seen that movie? Yes, and I would it's rather not be reminded of it. I won't admit to it. You won't uh, admit to I it? I haven't watched the second one yet. I can't. There's I, a second one? Yeah. I can honestly say every time I saw what it was about, I skipped over it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. I mean, right. I mean, there's not much you can go from the synopsis. Curiosity killed the cat. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but satisfaction brought it back. That's the rest of that saying. Not this time. No, no. Every time. That's the rest of it. You didn't People watch it. it not this time. For them to fit. <laughs> So as long as you get satisfaction from your curiosity, you're good. Well, that's essentially what the saying's saying. Like, like everybody cuts off half the saying because it's, oh, curiosity killed it back, but the satisfaction of finding out brought the cat back, kind of alluding to how cats have nine lives. Mm, yes, but Casey, um, if you're feeling uncomfortable before you pass out tonight, there's uh, numbing gels. I I do have a roll of duct tape. I don't know how hairy your ass is, so. Um, I'm oh just boy. wondering what the fixation on my ass is. I told you, stop shaking it for them, and they might not, you know, well, pay attention. It's not necessarily your ass. We just want to use you as a guinea pig, right? Yeah, they don't want to shove smoke up their own ass, right? To start, but they want, to, but they want to know for the like, same it, concerns that if you it have, works. So we might, want to say right now, yeah. thank you for taking one for the team, case. First off, I never agreed to anything. <laughs> you didn't, you have, didn't to. have to, <laughs> right? That makes it rape. You, it's surprise high. I mean, you'd be surprised what you're willing to do. <laughs> I, I think it would be more considered sexual molestation because we're not mm. actually using any part of our anatomy to go inside of your anatomy. Well, I'm not I, sure how that works. No, there is rape with an But no, no, we'd, we'd still be breaking the law. I wonder if we could just hook something up to his ass to create enough pressure to get past the uh, entry point there. But we would still have involvement. We could hire anonymous people to do it. But then that's conspiracy. Well, they'd have to prove that. There we go. Casey there found a go. loophole for us. Thanks, Case. We're going to shove Ooh. shit up your butt. <laughs> no, wait, why are you helping them? <laughs> Obviously. I think he's curious he's, to see if it works, too. He's hoping we can find somebody else when we open the research <laughs> no, facility. No, he's going to start recruiting. In order to use anonymous people, we still have to have consent. No, no, no. You see, his mouth might be saying no. But his eyes are saying yes. I'm always so high. I don't even see this. <laughs> I thought he was going to say I'm always so high. He can't see my eyes. <laughs> That's also not entirely untrue. So, uh, but anyway, let's get this rolling. Um, so I've written quite a few questions and I'm also going to borrow a few from a uh, conversation starter written by Chuck Klosterman. I'm using it. So I'll give him a shout out called 50 conversations, but um, we'll be the judge of that. Right. So, I mean, it's pretty simple. I'm just going to read off the scenario, whoever feels moved. Led by the spirit. Yeah. Go ahead and give us your answer. Um, all right. Here's the first one. <laughs> you right there? Hit sure. that a little too hard? 
<laughs> yeah. Should, should, I, should I give you a minute? Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. All right. All right. So the first one is every person that you've ever slept with is invited to a banquet where you are the guest of honor. All right. No one will be in attendance except you and the collection of your former lovers. Rod's on. And the in catering the house. service. After the meal, you are asked to give a 15 minute speech, which you are required to do. What do you talk about? It's only your exes. How many? All of them? All Every of them. Every ex. Anyone you've ever slept with. Not just exes. Anyone you've ever slept with. I've unintentionally gathered you all here today. And I'm hoping that we can put the past behind us. And your behinds in front of me. I think that's probably at least how I'd start it. Yeah, but it's got to be 15 minutes. I what else are you doing talk 15 about? minutes on that. I right, mean, well, I'm going to keep going with that theme. We're okay. going to try to have one big party, my friend. Uh, it's probably uh, going to fail miserably, but I, I got to try. Right? This right. One small party. <laughs> <laughs> Just his left hand. Now, I would probably start off with, uh, now I know I have probably disappointed many of you. Probably. Actually, all of you. <laughs> <laughs> but I have learned a lot along the way, and I'm here to say that uh, I'm willing to make it up to you. And then you hand out bad dragons? Well, then I would go on about the different things that I've learned from the different people there and probably hand out some accolades that I've quickly, quickly jotted down onto a paper plate. But what do you do if they go, I mean, but you never learned. I mean, he shot a shot. Right. <laughs> right. It may not work, but I doubt it's going to work. Hypothetical, right? I mean, when you put that many people who hate you in the same room, you're probably not going to have this. What, what is the assumption that they hate me? Right. Well, like, I mean, yeah. Mutually separating because the relationship's not working or one night stands where you had a good time with the person or perhaps friends who you might have slept with once or twice and you had a good time, didn't date, like... No, absolutely. Like, even my exes that we maybe had a bad falling out, like, we reconnected at some point and there were ill feelings there. At least I'm any sure that there I'm would be of. if you're trying to shoot a shot with them the first time that they're there with everybody well, that you've ever slept with. What else are you supposed to do in that situation? I mean, wait, it's wait. everybody. I need a caveat to the scenario. Um, sure. In the scenario, am I single? Ooh. Um, Ooh, that is a good caveat. Because then I might change up how I address folks. Because I was assuming you were single. Everybody, I've so become a Kalisti. The way that it's worded, it does not live. So it's just every person that you've ever slept with is a banquet. So right? how do you play it if you're not single? For those of you who have uh, found somebody, congratulations. Uh, we're in the same club. For those of you who hadn't, well, it uh, looks like I was right. Wow. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Nice. <clears throat> because you're congratulating the ones that are in relationships. So you're going you're gonna to have like half the room not terribly upset with you. Right. And then you're going to have the other half absolutely livid. And, uh, well, I'm, I'm here for that kind of energy some days. I mean, that's, that's the side you're going to watch for sure. I would be more or less just stirring the shit pot as much as I could. Sounds a lot like. I mean, that sounds like uh, coming out and be like, Christine, I'm so happy you pulled me away from Elizabeth here. You know, um, it was, that was a great time. An upgrade. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see that we both made it. Um, and uh, I'm not Elizabeth. terribly surprised to see this. <laughs> right. Now, see, I would probably play it completely differently. Yeah. 
you know, especially uh, if I were in a relationship, it would be more of uh, why are y'all here? I mean, it doesn't say why. Right. Right. Like, I would definitely get down to the bottom of this. For some reason, someone, knowing that I am in a relationship, has gathered all my exes together. Everyone I've slept with. It sounds like someone's trying to sabotage me. Ex-lovers. It has to be an ex-lover. That's No, no, he's saying it's not your exes, it's your ex-lovers. Meaning it doesn't necessarily be somebody you were in a relationship with. Well, that's why I said people I slept with. I did add that. I was just explaining what he was saying. Replay the tape. I added it. Anyways, <laughs> you know, I would want to get down to the bottom of things. So you treat it more as a Who's detective mission. It's like a murder mystery dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I should do a whodunit. Well, you better get going. That's neither here nor there. You know, start it off. Well, this is awkward. Well, you know, every now and again. Mm-hmm. I got to mm-hmm. find a body. Wait, what? Every now. Andy. That's great, because i got to hide one. <laughs> nice. We can work together on that one. We can dig your corpse up, and we can put my corpse in the hole. It's perfect. I Nobody see nothing wrong with suspect. it. Got your foot in your mouth there? You got anything, Casey? I mean, I heard you say that is a small party, but... Hey, it's okay. You don't have to answer. Right? I mean, I don't just, know how just, dark do we want to go. Just blur it out. Pass. <laughs> All right. We're going on to the next one. All right, so you are given the opportunity to create and direct a feature film. The studio offers you a huge budget, provides you with top-notch writing and technical staff, and allows you to cast whomever you desire in the lead roles. There are essentially no limitations on what this movie can be except for two. The movie you make has to fulfill the following two criteria. It has to be extremely edgy and transgressive. You need to confront taboo social issues. You need to, excuse me, you need to shock people. Ideally, the film will address ideas that have never been tackled by mainstream filmmakers. In fact, if this movie is not the most controversial film of the year, the studio will probably not even release it. However, it has to get a PG rating. It cannot be R or even PG-13. There may be limited profanity. Minor depictions of violence and fleeting nudity, but nothing that would prompt a ratings board to go beyond a PG classification. PG meaning pornography in general, right? <laughs> <laughs> what is the premise and plot of your hypothetical movie? No, I, ju- I just wanted to point out that I was gracious enough to let you finish, um, even though you, you were clearing how I finished out of your throat. <laughs> <laughs> Well, given my uh, previously mentioned movie experience, oh yeah, yeah, I'm not sure all these things can be accomplished with. Sure, can just need animals. I mean, that goes beyond pornography in well, general. Hold up, hold up. There's going to be no interspecies erotic allowed in a PG movie. Why does it have to be? As erotic? long as it's not shown, it might be. First off, oh, it's interspecies. About yeah, it. yeah so. Say. If, you just don't explain. Right. You just I got it. insinuate it. A, a a trans female, right? Trans female who's in love with their horse. And you never really, like, it. The, the, the tension's there. Like, you create that little bit of tension with it, but it's not really, like, there's nothing funny going on, but the audience is like, eh. Um, but... Just saying, I think that touches on all the bases, and then it's just a normal like 
Like, or like a young girl riding a horse. Right. It's a love story. But it's, you know, like. I mean, would that count as controversial thunder? If you star a trans, the star of that movie is going to be a transgendered woman playing a transgendered woman. That right there is your controversy. And it's going to win the fucking Grammy. Who are you playing? Who, the Grammy's well, a music award. Yeah, I was going to say. I was <laughs> going to say. I was see if somebody was going to call uh, me on it real quick. Best original score. <laughs> I mean, that's like one of them football trophies, right? But, like, so I want to clarify, this is not to suggest that transgendered people are into bestiality. I'm just, I'm or I'm, I'm not associating that. I want to be, well, you want to call me out. I don't give a fuck. Um, but to have that kind of little too intimate interactions with the girl under horse, I think would uh, put that edginess in there. There'd be no pornography. You don't have to have any swearing. Right. Right. And then it's just this transgendered girl's struggle of doing horse races. So he wants to fuck buffaloes and horses. <laughs> Add it to the list. <laughs> Add it to the list. But I'm just saying, I think that would be a, a an amazing movie. And I think the almost too romantic uh, plot between the girl and the horse gives it enough of that edginess and gets the audience in a weird space. So it's definitely is, a polar. The mm-hmm. only thing is, the only thing that's really got going on the controversial as being most controversial is the transgender thing because there's clerks too with the donkey show. Right. That right. is very implied. Well, but clerks too is a comedy. This would be more of and a coming of also age rated tale. R. Saying, this would be a coming of age tale with that tension. Mm-hmm. I, well, you know, and that makes it a little more controversial on itself. Not just a joke about a sheep fucker. The other no, I know, but if you do it all in the form of joke, you can run all sorts of controversies. True. This is true. Well, then what's your movie? Oh, wait, wait. Caveat. Ah. Change it to a transgendered male bull rider. And they're a little too affectionate with the bulls. Running with the bulls. That's the name. Done. All right, who's writing it? Uh, I don't know. It'd probably be like Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Patrick Swayze's dead. You can call yeah. me on stuff. What are you on. talking about? He did great in Ghost. I'm sure he can come back for another. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Just uh, He's thinking about them bulls. Apparently, thinking about that ghost. Bulls. <laughs> horses. The pottery scene, right? Oh, God, the pottery scene is classic. I know, right? Moving on. All right, we'll go to the next one. I, I feel like they have not seen Ghost. Oh, wait, unless Casey uh, has a movie. Does Casey have a movie? Not Coming to theaters movie. this fall. You got nothing? No, I'm not going to lie. I just had a pretty good one. But I, I just want to emphasize that the point of the movie is not the sexual tension between the person and the animal right that's, that's just something that's there to like build a, a little quest tension. and then we spice it up with some of uh kurt's demon rape stuff what <laughs> that i think you're gonna edge alleged those movies were no. not released in the u.s how did you find it's alleged them? are you kidding me there's a thing called the fucking internet and you guys know about rad zombie we're just we're just up in the <laughs> controversy right oh man all right moving on to the next one all right, so you're presented with a strange challenge. Someone dares you to count backwards from 300 to zero. If you succeed, 
At this very simple request, you'll be given $25,000 in cash. However, if you misspeak, get any digit incorrect, or make any mistake whatsoever, you will immediately be doused with gasoline. Do you attempt this challenge? How long do I have to prepare? Sounds like it's immediate. Yeah, it sounds immediate. What are you asking? What do we have to I hope do? I'm hyped. So you have to count backwards from 300 to zero and make no mistake. If you do it, you get $25,000. If you don't, you're dead. I, I feel like the risk to the reward on this one is is too low. If, uh, if we're talking an amount of money that means that I'm going to be set for life moving forward, then I might consider it. But for 25K, my life's worth more than 25K, man. Counting backwards from 300, though. Yeah, but it, so it doesn't it, say there's an, a time limit. It's no, an but immediate it, state, right? Said you have to do it right I'm now. I'm currently high as yep. fuck. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. And I'm oh, I'm a moron. Can't argue that. So if I'm going to be risking my life, I'm smart enough to know that 25k is not enough money. But I'm thinking I can do the challenge. Like no matter how high I am, I can count backwards from three hundred. Right. Yeah, but it does I mean, say if you three hundred, three hundred and one, three hundred and two. You're going the wrong way already. Oh <laughs> fuck! <laughs> yeah, but like that—that's famous last words for the dude who thinks he can jump the gap, right? Like, oh, I can totally jump the gap. Uh, it, it's only three feet. Yeah, but if you miss it, you die. It's only three feet. Not necessarily. Wait, what number do we have to count down from? Especially if you've fallen from three feet. Well, no, no, no. See, that was more my problem. The distance between the gap is three feet, you ass. Or, or maybe your maybe the drop is only three feet, the but you fall into in the lava. The gap in your ass is three feet. Congratulations, sir. No, no, I don't think that's. Is it shoving what up their ass now? Oh man. Well, now we know where it's being driven from. It's like a water slide. This is why he's so short. Sure, it'll work. Well, you know, I, I saw I saw something the other day. A little little video. Um, yeah, what, what do they call those things nowadays? Vines or something? Um, <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> but uh, it was going on about how how large a human anus orifice can get and how tight of a space a raccoon can fit into. And oh, uh, raccoons can fit in your butt. And that, that's the key point is raccoons, plural. The number of raccoons that you can fit in your Fuck, butt is not is, is is more than one. Guaranteed more than one. So question, did they do this study with squids since they don't have bones and they can get... No, they did it with a raccoon. I was just curious how many squids only fit up their butt. We can always find out, Casey. We can always I'm, find I'm not, out. I'm not sure of the top level. I'm sure that'll vary from person to person, but... Do you want those squids treated with THC? Don't cats you, also get really small? You can fit more than one raccoon up your butt if you try, Casey. I don't, I don't want any raccoons up <laughs> my butt. Why are we talking about raccoons? But if we're talking about how many, I'm still curious. I just want to know the number. I don't want to f- test it. Well, the only way to know is to test it. First right. off, that's inhumane to the animals. What Do they actually fucking put raccoons in somebody's butt? I, I did not do any further research on it. I saw the video and was like, hey, that's interesting. You saw the video of them putting raccoons <laughs> in people's butts? No, th- it was not a demonstration oh, video. Okay. You just said the only way for us to know is to do it. So that means in order for someone to share this information, someone we has been found with more than raccoon, one more than one raccoon in their butt. Well, no, it, it's, it's a physics problem, right? You got, you're putting one thing that has a contained volume into another thing with a contained volume. 
Yeah, and I'm just wondering if you give it a more more have fierce value, and how many more it gets in I, there. I, I don't think that you have to actually physically put a raccoon in your butt to figure out that more than one can fit up there. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying too. We don't need to put anything up anyone's butt to answer this question. But the only way to be certain right. is for you to do it. The only way to absolutely know. Is, I don't need absolutely. Is for I'm you to do it, Casey. Because we can have I the math like and everything. Right. We, we can have the math, right. but we'll that's be still fully just prepared. theoretical. We'll, no, we'll everyone at work is going to know that you can fit multiple raccoons up your butt when I go to work. And? I love these weird kind of facts. Well, it'd be great if I could tell them how many squids fit there, too. I think that's going to depend on the type of squid. I mean, at least the squids are lubricated already. This is true, but it would also depend on the type of raccoon. There's more than one type of raccoon, right? Mm, I, yeah, no, but they're, they're all fairly large. They're, they're all fairly the same size, I think. Yeah, I mean they're slightly bigger than a house cat. I mean we can always go a step further and go porcupines. Well, I don't we, think that's going up. We don't there. need to though, and I prefer we didn't. That that's a lot of fedangling getting up. There. You, you, you still fedangling? have your porcupine hanging in the right, tree. Like, bud. I feel Is that something like a dingleberry? The size of a beaver. It's the uh, reverse. I said bud. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so two and a half raccoons up the butt. Got it. I don't even know how we. I, I like know numbers more than one. Is that I, roughly one I, beaver? I just want to point out. I don't know how we got there after asking if you can count backwards from three hundred. <laughs> oh yeah, that just was the that. number. See, this is why we would all fail. <laughs> oh, all right. So, how about this one? A total stranger picks a fight with you. The stranger is exactly your size and weight. You have done nothing to this individual to warrant such animosity, but the stranger really wants to fight you. And and to make matters weirder, the stranger wants to fight you. And this is somehow possible. We're just going to accept that. You and the stranger will be transported to the surface of the moon, outfitted in ultra-thin and very comfortable spacesuits, rigged with lightweight oxygen tanks. You will then be expected to fight for 10 three-minute rounds you can't use weapons there are no rules and you cannot quit unless you or your opponent are knocked unconscious do you accept this challenge and if yes what is going to be your moon fighting strategy first off if the answer is only unconscious that means we can't kill them then I, uh-uh, that does not nope. mean that i i need to know what the helmet helmet is it is is it a soft helmet that's form-fitting to my face or is it a hard helmet like a bubble and made out of something like hard plastic or glass. She's sweaty. Well, it's I mean, great. You can it just says, say patching. Uh, where to go? Where and of the suits, it said outfitted ultra snap, thin snap. and very comfortable spacesuit. So I'm imagining it's probably not like the, you know, Neil Armstrong like huge bubble. It's probably going to go more. So are we saying I can bite a hole in it? I mean, you're on the moon. Well, that means yours is so also. So that sounds open. like you're dead. Oh, haha. <laughs> 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 Picked up on that one, huh? Yeah. Well, you see, I'm so the answer to that would be no. Well, I mean, you can, <laughs> you can, you just don't get to win. But the the question is, would you take him up on the request for a fight on the moon? And what is going to be your strategy for moon? Fighting? What's my reward for this? Well, in the my first strategy place? was going to be to bite beef. through his suit. I don't know. I just think well, this would be fun to fight well, on the moon. <laughs> first off, given fail. this company, I figured it would just be to still get in there and nice. Form-fitting suit, you just press up on those uh, pressure points. But that, that's why I was asking what kind of helmet it was, right? Because right. the pressure point that you showed when you used your hand was on your neck. If you got a big old helmet that comes down on top of your shoulders. This is why we need to be. 
But th- those are the questions that I need answered to give you a good idea. If I have a hard helmet, I'm going to be performing one way. If I have a soft helmet, I'm going to be performing another way. Look, you why know, are we fighting this guy? What right. was our reward in the first he place? Really wants we get to, to go fight. to the moon. I don't give a yeah, fuck what he see, wants. Like, but I don't want to go to the moon to fight. I want to go to the moon Think to about- frolic. Well, oh, you can. After that's my strategy. Done. I'm going to frolic around and tire him out. I mean, there you go. It can, your strategy could be anything, but you have no gravity. So, like, I you think can't. my strategy is going to be peace, man. I'm not going to fight. Him. I'm going to request the dark side of the moon and just bank on my body insulation to keep me warm longer than him. <laughs> they, uh, like, they said no weapons. They didn't say you couldn't bring a space blanket. I, I think I the idea is you can't have anything outside of your bare hands. Well, they're covered in the suit. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, if I have bare hands, those are probably weapons. <sighs> That's my high bear imitation. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. That was a request. <laughs> I don't care. But I All right. So we have uh, uh, bear puns. I'm going to the moon, man. We have two yeah, I mean, lunar battlers. And one abstaining, I think. Look, you give me a good reason, and, like, yeah, I'd probably do it. And if I absolutely had to, like, I'm not, I'm forced to do this and have to have a strategy, that's What more of a, a reason one. do you need other than you get to go to the moon? Right. Living. Rocks and dust, man. Rocks and dust. And no gravity? Well, very little. Can I choose peace the and go to moon. Mars? Be Elon Musk. Make him pay for it. Just colonize Mars before Elon Musk. Elon Musk and Dana White partner up for this fight. Ooh. Well, that's how it's possible. Make it happen, guys. Make it happen. <laughs> the first sanctioned fight on the moon. Oh, Actually, man. if it's on the moon, I think you can do it unsanctioned. <laughs> you can Fair make point. your own sanctions. Yeah. I mean, how far does a flag moon. really cover? <clears throat> All right. Let's try another one here. You die from natural causes. You ascend towards a warm white light, and you immediately realize you have entered the afterlife. And much to your surprise, it's exactly like the chi- the cliched kindergarten version of Christian heaven. The ground is covered by a white cloud-like fog. Angels fly around you and play the harp. You're wearing a comfortable white robe. Everyone there is aimlessly walking around, smiling broadly, perfectly content. This, it seems, is how you will spend eternity. Upon your arrival, you are greeted by Jesus, and he looks exactly like the stereotypical depiction of Jesus. Welcome to heaven, he says. I think you'll like it here, and I look forward to loving you unconditionally for the duration of this time. But I also realize that heaven isn't necessarily for everyone, so I always give newcomers a chance to go to the other place, if that's what they would prefer. Are you referring to hell? You say in response, oh, no, not hell, certainly not hell. I would never send you to hell, but you can go somewhere that isn't here. It's another viable post-life option. About 18% of our potential residents go in that direction. What is the other place like? I can't tell you, he says. But if you do elect to go there, you can never come back here. And you only have 20 minutes to decide. Why only 20? Because I'm Jesus. Well, Jesus is an asshole. A little well, bit, but see, because it's the stereotypical Jesus, and they pretty much prove not what Jesus would look like. Is it really Jesus? Are we being kind? Well, right. we, if we can take the all the words at face value, then we know we're not going to hell. And also, I want to say, has anyone ever seen like an artist rendition rendering of like what angels would actually look like with all their eyes and wings? And that's 
freaking crazy. <laughs> like, I don't know if I want to stay there. Right. <laughs> but, uh, like, first well, off. But it's the stereotypical rendition, not yeah, it's, the actual. Well, right. It's the actual, we're back to not trusting this. And we Jesus. know we can't trust white Jesus. We get that. Now, uh, my question is, will there, wh- are there drugs? Yes or no? It doesn't say. But so, it, being as it being as it's a stereotypical well, kindergarten it, cliched version of Christianity, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say there's no drugs <sighs> in heaven. But let's talk about the other option. Like the only other option that I'm really aware of in Christianity is purgatory, which is nothingness. Right. Unless and you like, go off the purgatory of Dante's Inferno, and then it's a giant freaking library, and that sounds awesome. Like I, well, you know that that is don't true. just like the idea of nothingness. Real long good sleep huh? doesn't matter. <laughs> I have to be comfortable. See, like no, you, you become nothingness. You they, they, like you sleep however you want. Well, at that point, if you become nothingness, how can you sleep? Because and if you're nothingness, you, you have no. Conscious. That means you can't. But if you're nothingness, you sleep can't that. slip into the unconscious. If nothing, if nothing takes up the space of everything, and you are the nothing, then aren't you everything? No, you're nothing. But you everything. You just said you're nothing. But zero if nothing divided is everything. by zero is zero. Yeah. A million divided by zero. No, it's time. What I'm Take saying is, is I don't usually have dreams when I sleep anyways. It's just nice and refreshing. It's just, mm. just good sleep. But so this other place, perhaps it's uh, perhaps you go down a wormhole here or a rabbit hole, if you will, that you get to the next place and they give you the same option. But it's not hell. Are you just going to cycle through like all of the different religious heavens? Because if I can do oh, that. Man. Do you think that that's what the other places might be is the different religions? Well, I, I think Jesus says you can go to the other place. And I have a feeling it's like this big wheel. They, they spin it. You end up on the next heaven. You go to the next heaven. And I'm going to keep spinning until I get to Bahala, damn it. Oh, okay, okay. Or do you go to the plan. adult rendition of heaven, which is probably even less fun than five-year-old heaven? I mean, that depends on the adult. What if the other place is actually your custom tailor-made heaven? Like, it's where you would be the happiest that you could ever imagine being. But you have to be willing to take that leap, to take that chance of not knowing what's ahead of you. I like it. In order to attain it. I mean, honestly, given the choice, I think you you take door number two. Absolutely. Absolutely. Unless they show you what's behind door number three, and then maybe you take door number three. Hell, remember this is potentially (laughs) white Jesus. We don't know we can trust anything he said. He straight up said that he wouldn't send you to hell. Never hell. Yeah, but hell was a door. So basically, if you're playing the game show here with the three doors that you can go into, you've chosen one. They opened up one and said, hey, it's not this. So you're definitely not going to hell. So then you choose door number two. That's right. Why? Because there's a 66... 0.7% 0.7% chance that it's better. That's a brand new car. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's it. Maybe you get reincarnated. That's right? a brand new car. But then you can never <laughs> come to heaven afterwards. Oh, because there is that caveat. Although you're reincarnated, so then aren't you a whole other being? And wouldn't it cycle through again? 
I would say no, because in that situation, I have a feeling the, well, the no. thing that is there in heaven is more akin to your soul, because it's not your body. So then where do you go yeah. after that? Does the cycle just continue? I was going to say, you might just reincarnate forever. What, but isn't the end of reincarnation achieving, was it nirvana or enlightenment? Well, we talked about the rocks and everything Which else. Which is nothing. Right. Like, we do, we dove down this rabbit hole once before. I, I'm just saying, like, you wouldn't be going <laughs> to heaven on that path if you come back reincarnated i mean you're not wrong but that's what we're trying to find out i don't know so i think we're all taking door number two in this group yeah. i mean i'm i'm probably taking well the only thing that would change that for me who's already there like i would kind of want to be peeking my head around seeing who's there yeah like if i look around it's all the boring people peace now right like right. can i phone a friend <laughs> but like if my wife's there can i phone you know a what i mean ask the audience but can you remove one answer? <laughs> right, and there's no guarantees that everyone Hell. gets sent to the same place. <laughs> so even oh. if even if you so like your only guaranteed option for everyone to stay together. Well, let's go back to the tailor made option. I mean, that's gonna be your absolute height of happiness. So wouldn't those people be in that option as well? I mean, yeah, look, when we're talking about this, we have to remember that uh, we're talking there is about ethereal planes. So there could be multiple copies of your loved ones right. that are exactly the I yep. mean, the way that it's he recognizes there are other gods. So it's not technically wrong to think that. But you're also dealing with beings that are immensely powerful. They could recreate your own little universe for you the exact way that you would like it, including right. your wife. Right. Even if she hasn't passed yet. There you are. I don't know where you went there. It sounded like you went down a hole. I fell hard. <laughs> oh, man. All right, we'll move on again. So this one is, you are offered a strange job by a New York-based company. Every morning at 6 a.m., a car service will come to your home and drive you to JFK Airport, about 40 minutes from your rents, and then you will then take an 8 a.m. business class flight to Los Angeles, arriving at roughly at 30 a.m. You'll be picked up from at the airport and driven to Burbank to a Burbank office where you will hand deliver three innocuous but unfaxable documents to the corporation's president. You will then be driven straight back to LAX where you will immediately catch a return flight to New York. Another car will pick you up in New York airport at 9 p.m. and return you to your home in New York City. This is what you would do every day, five days a week. Wake up in New York fly five and a half hours to LA and then immediately fly five and a half hours back. You have to wear dress clothes, but your lunches can be expe expensed and you would have no other responsibility while flying. And the pay would be 10% increase from what you are currently earning, but they need a three year commitment. Man, that's, that sounds like DVTs every day. Uh, 10% increase guaranteed three years. Yeah, I'd probably do it. Same. Especially, I, mean, I get my weekends. Same. But I mean, here's that, the thing: they, those documents. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're documents. I'm pretty sure I'm a drug mule. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they didn't ask you to stick anything up your butt. I mean, that's sorry, close. Casey. Oh, is he disappointed? Yeah, I think that. I think he's out. I feel left out. <laughs> After all that talk earlier, I really thought this is where this was going. Like, I'm not particularly wanting it. All but right, like, all right, let's paint the scenario. It's here, flattering though. to be asked, at least. Oh. <laughs> So every day, you're gonna. Who's is is um, the Mexican I mean, cartel still in? Uh, Mexico. You know, good business. 
I'm sure some of them are. All right. All right. So you're picked up by a cartel. We're not sure where they're from yet, but you're going to fly from the air of the cartel after they've put eight balloons of heroin in your rectum. Okay. Are, are these appropriately packed balloons yeah, or are these overpacked yeah. balloons? They're appropriately packed, double wrapped. There's, there's no risk of them bursting. Okay. 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 It's, it's just simply to get him the sensation of things. All right. And then you'll fly every day from wherever this area is to LAX. <laughs> and then you'll meet your boss in the bathroom. 10% more <laughs> on my legend right now. I don't make that much, guys. <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess the the all right, all right, ten percent more barely pays for my gas. So we'll right, say we'll say a thousand percent more, you know. So you also bear in mind you're doing this five hours. Five, I'm sorry, you're doing this for five, five days, days a, a week. week, but it's from eight a.m. until nine p.m. So you're talking thirteen hours a day at your rate plus ten percent. You could sleep on the plane, right? Though, so you're not really wasting. But you have you don't have to do shit. You just fly well he was talking about balloons of heroin up your rectum yeah well i don't you still get business class first off i don't <laughs> properly i don't i don't really dig in on the heroin scene well h- I don't here let, let, let's about it. let's change it up a little bit instead of business you're first instead of 10 percent, they're gonna double what you're making and instead of heroin it's balloons filled with cocaine hash oil hash oil hash oil you can go to walk down the street in california and buy hash oil legally it's a hypothetical, Titus. But if I mean, they're going to be sticking balloons of stuff up your butt. Hypothetically, they're to not going to pay you. Substance. They're just I guess going to not kill you. Hypothetical fictional me has no reason to decline. <laughs> <laughs> not if you're doubling my wage. Right? Especially since I'm fictional, I can actually make up what I do for a living. <laughs> I'm a rocket surgeon. <laughs> rocket surgery. That's mint. So uh, what kind of scalpels do you use? I'm not sure, but I make six crap loads a year. That's six a lot? Six is a lot. Oh, well, all right then. Let's move on to the next one. We're moving on to the next This one, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how this one plays out. Let's assume a fully grown, completely healthy Clydesdale horse has his hooves shackled to the ground I don't like while his head is held in place with a thick rope. Hold on. I've seen this He is movie. conscious <laughs> and standing upright. I'm sorry for your loss. Did you star in it as well? Are we, are we the transgender little girls? Oh, that can't no. be proven. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it can. Oh, I lost <laughs> the right internet's right. a hell of a thing. All right, let me try this again. I don't know, man. They're doing weird things to this horse already. <laughs> you want to give him another shot and get even worse? We do not support animal cruelty. Not in the least. Well, just wait before the disclaimer. Whatever it's support PETA either. Before, before the Peter disclaimer. <laughs> For Titus's sake, what if it's consensual? Hey. I'm, hey. For the disclaimer, Calm let down. me finish the question. <laughs> All right, so let's assume that a fully grown, completely healthy Clydesdale horse has his hooves shackled to the ground while his head is held in place with a thick rope. It's just so he hard to get past conscious. that point. <laughs> he is conscious and standing upright, but completely immobile. Is it making eye contact? I don't know yet. <laughs> well, his head's only in a rope. I can only find out if you let me read. Do you want me to let you finish? Oh, dear Lord. And let, let us finish. assume... <laughs> 
And let us assume I mean, he's that got for the some reason, prepared. every political prisoner on Earth, as cited by the Amnesty International, will be released from captivity if you can kick this horse to death in fewer than 20 minutes. You are allowed to wear steel toe boots. What is this fucking Street Fighter? <laughs> this is <laughs> Nightmare so Edition. We already no said way. we don't condone animal cruelty. Right, but you're also freeing every prisoner of war. Okay. So, do you trade the horse's life for literally thousands of lives? Listen, I'm pretty out of shape. For me to kill, kick that horse to death, I'm probably going to die in right. the process. Well, if they're prisoners of war, they're still just alive. Their, you said just their front hooves are shackled, right? No, their hooves. All of them? All of them? Okay, all I was going to say, because they can still kick me back. No, it is completely immobile. So, I'm but my sure question is, is can I get a sabat tip for these steel toes? No. It's a proper kicking shoe It's for a French martial art. No, you have to wear the heavy ass like caterpillar boots or some shit. (laughs) Heavy ass caterpillar boots. Right. We're not going to make it easy on you. You're kicking a horse to death. Right. A Clydesdale. Like you're like you're most of its vital organs are above your head. Asking for a special shoe for killing a Clydesdale worries me. I feel like you've thought about this. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we feel. What did the Clydesdales ever do to you, bud? Just did not like those beer commercials or what? (laughs) I'm just saying to get this accomplished in 20 minutes because what's the other option? Trying to get up there and stomp on its head? He was a kid and he never let it go. (laughs) What? Did did you go play in the mud puddle and it wasn't a mud puddle? Oh. (laughs) I mean, I guess if we're talking strategy, we can go up there and just start twisting the rope, right? Fine. It says you have to kick it to death. Did you find out you were wrong about the reason they call them horse apples? I will kick the horse <laughs> to make my body spin around and twist the rope. This isn't D and D, buddy. Right, and you're gonna have to act that out and show me. Like, like you're you're not playing some fit character. You this are your pudgy you. self. Right, which is why my kicks will kicks will look an awful lot like steps. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to invent his own form of dance fighting, <laughs> specifically for killing Clydesdales that are shackled and chained I, to the it, ground. It's a hard no for me, my man. I don't think I could bring myself to uh, kill the Clydesdales. I don't think I'd be able to do it. No. I don't even think I'd be able to do how it. How many political shooters? prisoners are we talking about? All of them. Yeah, but like, how yeah. many is that? Right. All of them. But and they're all still alive. That's my thing. Is like, why we're going to kill the horse to save people that are still alive? Like, they're not free, but we're t- trading a... You talk about trading a life for life, like. And do uh, I have any sort of immunity? I mean, I'm sure you would have the appreciation of the political prisoners. Yeah, but that doesn't absolve uh, me of the crime of killing the whole. I'm gonna go with a no on this one. Yeah, I think I'm lining up with a no as. Well. That's a Clydesdale. It's not just tall. That it's a Clydesdale. Think of how oh. long you would have to do it. I'm looking at an article from the Atlantic, and it says why there are so few POWs from today's wars. I'm a, I'm gonna say no. It's not it's not worth it. It's not relevant. Okay, that's fine. You're allowed to have so, an answer. So why Is are they so talking few about POWs? U.S. POWs though? I have no idea. I didn't read the article. I just saw the title. Um, I, I do want research. I do want to know that this is. I don't know exactly when this was made, um, but there are some cards that reference like. VCRs and stuff, so nice. I'm guessing it's from like the mid '90s, which would probably change that question a little bit. Yeah, I wonder if you bit. could play a VCR. 
I mean, if it's you can, not gonna go back be in, in time. 4K. It's probably not gonna. Be, yeah, I was gonna say it's not gonna be in 4K, but. <clears throat> All right, let's move on to this. You become friends with a charismatic Spanish insurance salesman who claims to be a mystic. At first, you think he's just an interesting weirdo, but then a mutual acquaintance mysteriously dies in his sleep, and your Spanish friend tells you, "I killed that guy. I killed him with my mind." You find this disturbing and inappropriate. But you decide to let it go. Two weeks later, an unpopular local politician dies in his sleep. I killed that man too, says your Spanish friend. I killed him with my mind. This is annoying and tasteless, but once again, you let it go. The very next day, the Spanish insurance salesman calls you on the telephone and says, Check the newspaper and see what I did with my mind. It's in the entertainment section. When you open the newspaper, you see an obituary for singer-songwriter Tori Amos. The article says that she mysteriously died the night before in her sleep. Technically, this proves nothing. But you nonetheless confront your Spanish friend and tell him that you've grown tired of all of his hypothetical mind-murdering and that you no longer want to be his friend. <clears throat> Don't you dare shut me out of your life, he says. You're my best friend. You must remain in my life. I'm not sure what I would do if you ever betrayed me. Do you remain friends with this possibly delusional, possibly dangerous Spaniard? You have no physical proof that he can actually kill people with his mind. So, uh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump in here. Uh, what I would do is say, all right, I'll make a deal with you. I'm going to create a list. If you can go down the list one a day for the next however many people You're I have give on the list. You're going to give them a blacklist? A death note? I will remain your friend. Because that way, one, either uh, he's going to say no, and then you're like, well, I gave you an opportunity. Who's number one on the list? Wouldn't you like to know? Yeah. That's why I asked. Mm. Typically. I'd have to do some pondering about that. I haven't made up a list in my head that's readily and just go one. So, but I'm sure I could come up with one. I'm okay. going to go with yes just to save my own skin. Because I have a feeling that if you're no longer friends with this man. You're no longer? You are no longer. I mean, you don't have proof, though. What if you're just crazy? You know, what if it's just a giant coincidence? You can just say you're friends too. You don't necessarily have to be friends. I feel you just like this crazy friendly. Spaniard's probably going to be a little clingy. Well, then I'm dead either way. Uh, so you just get him to start claiming it ahead of time, and then you have your proof. Do, 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 do. But that, that's so the what's going to happen? So what's going to happen when he gets arrested? It doesn't matter. His ability, he just thinks it and it happens right. at night. That's kind of what I'm saying. Right. But he right. also tells you after like, he sees the Casey obituary. Casey says he has, like, there's your proof. Even with proof, right. what is proof going to do? Like, he's going to get kill locked him. up and then start killing the officers and the judge and anybody involved with the case. He's never going to be prosecuted. And eventually he's so, going to kill you because you were involved. So let's take this one step farther. Do you just kill him? And no, commit murder? murder? Absolutely. Well, at least we know where you stand. Yep. Uh, like I said, think of how many people you would save if you killed him. Right, but no matter what, even even kill him if faster he than I does will that horse. good, right? <laughs> the natural punishment for him is going to be to go to jail. There, all he has to do is think, and you're dead. You are not safe anywhere. Uh, nobody's safe anywhere if that's the case. Right, which means he's so not going to you, jail. So you do you just kill him? Yes. I mean, either I, that or you get your list is, fulfilled. Is that power over the world? Well, you get or, your list fulfilled and then you kill him. No, two they, birds yeah, get stoned. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, you over the world. Fake it till you make it for a little while. I think I think I'll kill him. I mean, I think we've been faking it this whole time. 
Yeah, pretty much. And I think I don't know about a, you. I'm making it. Well, I think we've done a pretty good job, whether we're faking it or we're making it. No, this I, has been a very interesting evening. I I, I gotta say, the blacklist. Yeah, because yeah, if you can kill those people, then I I have verifiable proof. Either he's actually going in and physically killing them and just not leaving a trace, which means he's a very good murderer. Serial killer. Serial killer in the sense of, you know, using some sort of physicality to do so and then hiding his tracks, or he's actually killing with his mind. Either way, dude's not afraid to get his hands dirty. Right. And if that's the case, then yeah, I'm going to remain friends with But if he can't kill the people on the list or he refuses, I might roll the dice. Makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so I can't tell. It looks like you're like thinking about saying something. Just I'm just gonna clear it real quick before I move on. Good. All right, we got a thumbs up. Thumbs up. All right. <laughs> so you are a hired assassin. It was not your lifelong dream to become a hitman, but that is the vocation destiny has forced upon you. Killing these strangers bothers you deeply. Very often, you are haunted by vivid dreams involving your victims. But you also become somewhat accustomed to the experience. You have successfully murdered 10 people over the past two years. Your fee is $10,000 per murder. Knowing your reputation for ruthless efficiency, a member of the, cri- of the criminal world asks you to murder his enemy, who is also a known criminal. I really hate this guy, says your prospective employer. He has done terrible things to someone that I love, so I want you to kill him. But I don't want you to simply assassinate him. I want you to make him pay. I want you to kill him in the most vicious, sinister way that you can imagine. Be creative and merciless. And if you do this, I will pay you 25 times your normal, assuming you are already a professional killer who lives outside of society's rules, would you accept these new conditions? And if so, how would you commit the murder? 50K? Nah, I probably wouldn't take that. Well, all right, let's account for inflation from 1995. We'll put that at probably around like two and a half million. Even in 95, 250K, I mean, 2.5 million, a little bit better, but for a job like that, you're not asking me to just kill somebody. You're asking me to be a sadistic <coughs> asshole, and I'm an asshole. I just tend not to be as sadistic. He he doesn't like to get paid for, for the sadism. Oh, okay. Kill, killing from a distance is a lot different than killing up close. Well, let's Making be honest, quick isn't you feel better. So you're not necessarily killing from a distance You take your either. portion... And That's true. That's true. take $50,000 to the local sadist killer and use a trank gun to put this guy down. Outsourcing. I like it. I mean, you are regarded as one of the best, so it's... Maybe that's one of the ways you became the best, is right? you outsourced all your work for a cheaper price. Ended up taking off the top. You end up getting credit for the murders. Well, the most vicious, you know, would probably include multiple people. And then also you'd never get caught because your um, M.O. would probably change. Right, because you're constantly up to different killers. It would require you to have a very... Well, I think, I think before this increased yeah, fee, job. you probably had to do it yourself because the amount before wasn't absorbent. Amount. No, the, the amount before was just your, nor- your normal fee. You weren't necessarily right. hiring other contract killers. You were just right. outsourcing the work. Yeah. As you, long as you're that's, not that's getting the, caught. That's the catch to get around the sadism because they're obviously, you obviously are not okay with killing this people. No, you weren't even okay well. with killing people before. It's just the job that you land. Now you're being asked to do something you were but for all. So, the way that I am going because, yes, I'm going to take the contract. 
is I'm going to construct a chair. You know how when those chairs break, that rod goes right up? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to spring load that rod, and the chair is going to be set to break. And it's going to wedge itself. And then over time, it's going to slowly to press up into Casey's rectum, <laughs> impaling him. Wait, did it say it was Casey? No, he's supposed to be some vile person. Well, he must really uh -huh. hate this guy. Right? Apparently, I'm terrible. Don't I need to be him. impaled, Vlad style. Just Wait, what did right. you do to someone he loves? All know. right, Titus, I won't tell them that you hired me. Oh, all right. And on that note, I'm thinking I need to start preparations. H? I, I heard A through G were a complete failure. <laughs> and then you finally have a working one. So once they got to H, they just stopped. They didn't move. Well, why would you move on? To we're talking about you. You said you had to make preparations. I just said A through G were complete failure. On and you chair, had a success man. with H. Preparations on the chair. Preparation H? I have a murder to commit. Who's to say that your first A through G prototypes didn't fail? I mean, he's got $2.5 million to figure it out. Sorry. Well, I mean, well, what that is comes it? after. I have to figure it out first. With I'm like sure it's like a half down, half after. in my bank account. I'm assuming you have money to work, you know, 10 successful. I had yeah. to outsource. $42 and fits. Oh, wait, how how many years? did, did Two years. So you're only the, breaking yeah. in 50K a year as a contract killer? Man, you suck. Well, I mean, you branched out. Like get a get some business sense. You get your okay, first one under your belt. Your your rate goes up. But fifty k a year in the in the mid nineties was like you know no class. no no fifty no, no. k a year now or even mid nineties for a contract killer a little low. You know what I'm saying? It's like all relip risk, very little risk. Gosh. Right. Why didn't you just ask him if you could look at the box? I was gonna say usually there's like some kind of copyright date. I'm not sure. I didn't go. Copyright twenty ten. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, well, no, this guy's way, way out of touch long. with money then. Way out of touch with contract killers. Like, I mean, my right? goodness. Well, obviously Chuck Klosterman does not hire contract killers. Well, it does also mean that it was written. Or realize how much money it takes to motivate people these days. Or he does, and he's trying to throw people off. All right. When traveling on business, your spouse, whom you love, I wonder why he had to put that little caveat in there, is involved in a plane crash <laughs> over the Pacific Ocean. It is assumed that everyone on board has died. But then, the unbelievable happens. It turns out that your spouse has survived. He or she managed to swim to a deserted island where he or she lived there in Made relative the comfort with one other survivor. They miraculously lo they located will. most of the aircraft's supplies on the beach and the island itself was filled with ample food sources. The two survivors return home after a long stay on the island via helicopter, greeted by the public uh, as media sensations. During a press conference, you cannot help but notice that the other survivor physically embodies the type of person to whom your mate is normally attracted to. Moreover, the intensity of the event has clearly galvanized a relationship between the two crash victims. They spend most of the interview explaining how they could not have survived without each other's person's presence. They explain how they pass time by telling anecdotes from their respective lives and both admit to having virtually given up on the possibility for rescue. At the end of the press conference, the two survivors share a tearful goodbye hug. It's extremely emotional. After the press conference, you're finally reunited with your spouse and he or she embraces you warmly 
and kisses you deeply. How long do you wait before asking if he or she was ever unfaithful to you on this island? Do you ever ask? And if your mate's answer is yes, would that, under these specific circumstances, be acceptable? How long were they on the island? This makes it seem like a lot. Like, I'm guessing like, like, about ten, five to ten years. Oh, dude, I, I already moved on. Question, are they actually delusional a, and that was a volleyball? Like, we already had a funeral. I grieved. It was a hard right. three years, and I moved on with my life. It was an appropriate amount of time. You know, very appropriate amount of time. Maybe even a little long because of how much I loved my spouse. You know, at that point, yeah, I've already moved on. You should, uh, you should go be with your island boy. I mean, I don't. Well, it's not actually saying that anything <laughs> did happen either. He was saying, "How long do you wait till you ask?" Right? Yeah, it's asking how if long. It's that long. I'm so, assuming. I, I mean, so this is implying that you weren't moved on. It's implying, but it's wrong. Right. It's been ten years. I right. mean, well, it's, it's not giving years, me right. It's not giving me an actual. If it's like, been six months, no. Bitch, you've been gone for a week. You know, (laughs) six and one half dozen the other. Like, here's the thing: like, at a certain point, they are declared dead. Right after you get the insurance money. Yeah, that's that's at what, like a year or a year or two before they they'll declare someone dead without the body. I believe it's one full year. Okay, so this this does not divulge a time. I, I was using context clues to assume that it was a while. Like, if we're talking six months. I'm probably still grieving, right? Like, so getting them back. Let's say a year. A a year? I'm probably starting to recover a bit there. I'm probably getting out to see other people and. Well, let's let's take it for face value. So the the question actually is is do you ask and how long before? And is it okay if they did? Um, and if it's okay that they did, then that would mean. And it does say in the details there that they were like life ending circumstances they right. thought Everyone they were thought dying. dying and you thought they were dead so if they were gone long enough to give up on rescue for that long then you've probably given up on rescue for them i mean right. i guess i could get behind wanting to go out with a bang literally i just i i don't think i would be still in the relationship i just don't yeah i feel like you'd get cast away come home and find like, out like your I, wife's been like a married year already. after a year i've put I've, I've, in my mind, I've put them in the ground, right? That's over, and I got to move forward. Even if you've kept up the search for that year? I mean, yeah, think about it. Like, you're probably looking for six months. Like, this is the love of your life, basically. Right. It's just like, right. That is the your wife I am, you though. Like, when, when, I, when I have to give up on that, I'm moving forward. I'm probably not looking back. So if it's been a year and we've had that funeral and me and the family have grieved, I'm probably moving on. Well, even then, even if you move on, if they come back and, you know, you've gone through relationships, but none of them were another marriage. Right, right. It doesn't mean right. it's like, but then it doesn't matter because you were both, are, you know, essentially you say, single for that time. But right. are you saying that because mentally she's dead to you? That even if she's in front of you, you're still going to view her as dead, so you can't rekindle no, that relationship? that's not what I'm saying. The relationship could be rekindled, but as Casey stated, it would be more of a, let's start from square one and get to know each other. And so it wouldn't be as if, though, she was unfaithful? Correct. Nor you, because if you got past the grieving point and started seeing other people, right? Well, we but none of them were working out. She might think that. 
Which, that's her decision to make, then. That's why it's a hypothetical. But we're going to go ahead and wrap that. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. I liked it. I didn't even get to the stuff I wrote. I thought these were going to go a lot quicker. Really? I yeah. really did. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind bringing this one back in a, you know, maybe a few epi- you know, maybe right. 10 episodes down the line or something like that. It's, it's good. I think it's a good way for us to get uh, get our curiosity muscles rolling. Yeah. Our thinking, our thinking tube. Agreed. The big old hunk of fat between the... Agreed. So I'm going to go ahead and give out this little bit of tidbit. Um, go ahead and suggest your hypotheticals for us to answer. Yeah, Go ahead and uh, put them on uh, Facebook, Patreon. or Yeah, maybe we can even do them as an AMA for Patreon. We'll do them as an Ooh, AMA. Yeah. Ask us your hypotheticals. Yeah. From, uh, so we'll try to drop a uh, we'll try to drop a date for that uh, here pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, we want to thank you guys for being so patient with us and getting everything up and rolling. We have our Facebook going. We have our podcast launched. We are looking at sponsors now. And we are t- uh, getting some projects in the work for our Patreon. Also, be on the look for our Instagram and Twitter accounts. You'll be able to reach us everywhere that we will be posting. Um, Pretty self-explained. Just say it. Oh, merch. Oh, and and we are also developing merchandise. So if there's anything you have in uh, in mind or anything you've heard that you'd like to see on merch, please write in and let us know. Um, and on that note, we're going to go ahead and sign off. This is Kurt Enrod. This is not Casey Needs It. This is Titus Balsack. This is Casey Needs It, though. This is, I guess this is the last time we'll see me. What? He's got uh, a lot of stuff put up his butt. Apparently, Titus <laughs> has hired Kurt to assassinate me, so... Who told you? Right? Oh, no. We were very discreet. But anyway... Damn it, now we got to scrap that plan. And Sorry, I no money. I am just incredible. Have a Woo! good night. Thank you for listening. Actually, that was pretty good. Actually, I think that was really good. Fuck it. Cut it, print, go to press, baby. (laughs) Front page.